0: My name is Kate Baker, and this is American Sunshine.
1: Hi, it's Jay Lucas, and welcome to American Sunshine our wonderful podcast that's all about inspirational stories, the power of the human spirit, and uh, the revitalization of our great communities and towns all across New Hampshire in America. and America. And I'm so delighted today to be joined by a really close friend and enthusiastic, wonderful person, uh, Kate Baker. And uh, Kate is the um, Executive Director of the Children's Scholarship Fund New Hampshire. And she's all of that and, and really all, so much more. But I want to say welcome, Kate. Uh, welcome to American Sunshine.
0: Thank you so much, Jay, for having me. I'm so happy to be on with you.
1: Well, it's, it's, it's a real pleasure. You know, it's, you know we're, we are excited about what we're doing here at, at American Sunshine because we've got our Sunshine Initiative. And really what we're all about is trying to bring positivity and positive energy to the world. And when I think about enthusiasm and positive energy, I think of Kate Baker, actually.
0: <laughs> Thank you, Jay. I mean, I get to help families in New Hampshire, help low-income kids every day in New Hampshire to get the education that's the right fit for them. So how could I not be incredibly positive, right, doing that? It's, it's so fun. I'm so blessed to do this work and so well, grateful that, you know, yes, you're right. I'm positive all the time.
1: Well, you know, one of the things I think our listeners would really love to hear about is this, this Children's Scholarship Fund, I, I think is really tremendous, you know, because there's no better gift, no more important uh, thing for a, a young person than their education. And, um, and that's what you're all about. May, maybe tell me a little bit, if you would, and share with our listeners, what is the Children's Scholarship Fund? And then then I'd like to maybe move into like, how did you get involved? But, but what is the fund and just how does it really work, uh, Kate?
0: Sure, I love to talk about it. So it's for families that are 300% of the poverty line or below, Jay, and they come to us and apply for scholarships. And the scholarships can be used for not only any school that you can think of in New Hampshire, but also kind of some alternative ed ideas. For example, this past year we had 626 children in the program. They were at 60 schools and 200 of them were homeschoolers. And you know because of COVID, we did see a big increase in the number of homeschoolers in our program. And those children are using a scholarship to do things like buy a Chromebook, buy a curriculum, purchase a class or course. We had a student from an organic farm in Loudon, New Hampshire, who is a very bright student. He used one of our scholarships to go to the Stanford Online High School out of Stanford University in California. So we're really making it possible for kids to get that exact education that they need to thrive. And so it's so fun. You know, we hear from families before COVID, it was uh, bullied children, right, who might need a safer school building. We'd hear from kids who were below grade level or well above grade level who wanted smaller class size and special needs children. Of course, that changed with COVID and we saw a huge increase Um, in families that both needed to stay home because they might have a medically fragile child and that needed to go to a school building that was open because remote learning wasn't working for them. So that kind of changed everything about education in general. You know, during that pandemic, of course, parents really told us we should all be rethinking education and reimagining how we do education in general. And I, I love that. So.
1: Well, I can I can hear the enthusiasm in your voice, and you know one thing. If I kind of back up a big step here, so how everyone you know would, I'm sure would like to know more about Kate Baker. How, how, did, how Kate? How did you? How did you get involved in the program? What what in your background? What kind of took you on your path to be part of this as part so of your journey? So initially,
0: it was um, one of my children who I had trouble finding the right educational fit for her, and, and that kind of got me on this road to begin with. And then I worked on um, the startup of a couple of charter schools. As a matter of fact, I sat as the board chair of a charter school in Manchester called Polaris for three years. And it was after watching the lotteries happen. So I don't know how much you know about charter schools, Jay, but they're by lottery. So say we would have 30 seats available for kids and 100 kids apply. We would use like bingo balls and 30 kids would get the seats and then the 70 kids would be left there with nothing. And I, I kind of thought to myself after watching this happen year after year, who's helping all the rest of those kids? Sure. What about the, what about those 70, those 70 families? I knew there was opportunities for them. You know, there was private schools with seats, there was homeschooling, there's other things they can do. They just didn't have the resources to do it. At the same time I was thinking that one of my friends was in the legislature Talking about this concept of having an education tax credit scholarship, which was a, something available in twelve states back then in two thousand thirteen. Now there's many, many more of them that exist. Um, but he showed me the idea. And I said, boy, oh boy, if you can get that passed, I will quit my job and start the scholarship fund, kind of thinking that it would never happen, right?
1: Sure, sure. Like, you like, said, hey, here's a great idea. And, <laughs> uh, and bingo, here you go.
0: <laughs> exactly. And so I thought, you know, pigs would fly before, you know, we would do so this what in was nature, that? you know?
1: So <laughs> what was sure that enough. like? So you became sort of an entrepreneur <laughs> in the education business in a funny way. Yes. And so what was that? So you're like in this startup situation. Yes, what, what yeah. happened? How did it-, it? It was
0: really, really interesting. Luckily, Jay, my background is actually in business, and I had spent my time after graduating from UNH with a business degree running people's small businesses. So I knew how to do that. And I knew about education from my own children and and working on the charter schools and teaching at a school. I did work at a performing arts school in Bedford and do their administration and teach. And so I, I knew enough about education and enough about business to kind of put it all together and get going. And, you know, I wrote a startup plan and then, you know, Less to find people that were willing to fund the startup, which was of course amazing at that at that time. Well well, and then stop, I just kept stop, running, you know. Stop
1: stop, stop stop right there for a minute, because I, I know <laughs> that in startup and entrepreneurial situations, you know, that's one of the most difficult things, you know, finding the funding sources. Yeah. Uh, always. And in this case, the funding sources, I think you can explain how that works with a, a business who wants to be supportive of this, but you have to go out and recruit those. Uh, businesses, right? Yeah, so the way this program works- When you're starting, you had really nothing, right?
0: Right, yeah. Starting, I've only starved to death about almost three times. Anyway, (laughs) so the way it works is, yes, a business or individual makes a donation to us at Children's Scholarship Fund. If they tell the Department of Revenue that they want to use the tax credit, the education tax credit, before they make the donation to us and the Department of Revenue approves it, then they can take a tax credit. And it's against business enterprise, business profits tax, and interest in dividends tax. And so most of our donations for scholarships do come from someone donating to us and utilizing the New Hampshire Education Tax Credit on their taxes against the money that they gave to us. So So, it's kind of hard to understand, Jay. That's why in the beginning I was like, will this even pass? Will this even be a thing? But now it's gotten to the point where accountants know about it. And so if somebody goes to talk to their accountant, they're going to say, yes, you can do this. Here's how you do it. It's a one-page piece of paper. And the people that do it love it because it's really a win-win for everybody.
1: Well, So on the one hand, if I I explain this properly, on the one hand, from the business's perspective, if they were going to pay the tax, uh, this is a way they can avoid paying the tax and use the money instead to put it into education for kids. And so it's it's
0: almost like putting all their tax into the education fund. Right. So they're saying, I want to pay for kids instead of just pay the state. Right. On
1: the one hand, it's a no brainer. But on the other hand, unless you explain it to somebody and they really get it and understand and they um, and so that, that going through that whole process in the very beginning. You know, yes. it's been a very arduous, painstaking <laughs> process for you, explaining, hey, there's a way to, here's a way to help education and you won't have to pay your taxes. And it sounds too good to be true, but it's really true. And I'm Kate Baker. And um, this is what you're Luckily, you, which, you know, my background.
0: <laughs> yeah, luckily I had that background in business and accounting, Jay, because that did help me to be able to explain how it worked to people. Hmm. And so, yeah, over the years, you know, we started in the beginning, we were only raising about a hundred or $200,000 and this fall, we're going to be in the millions and going to probably help about 850 wow. kids this fall. And, you know, it took 10 years to get to that point, which, you know, that's, that's what life is, right? It's, it's taking the next step, taking the next step and never giving up.
1: It's but, so true. You know,
0: if you stay the course, you can really get somewhere. And, you know, now people know about it. And so that, that does help tremendously when I say, oh, did you know this exists? Somebody says, yes, I do so know that exists. So that 300- makes it a good bit easier.
1: So let's say 350 kids, and and how much is that um, dollars per kid, or how do I think? How do we think about uh, what a scholarship is for a yeah. particular student?
0: So in the fall, it's going to be about 850 kids, yeah, and that's about 2.2 2 million dollars.
1: So per kid, if we do some rough math, that's something yeah. in the order the of
0: average scholarship is about 2,500 dollars. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, sounds right. Yeah,
1: that's meaningful. That's very very meaningful. I mean,
0: the families are so grateful for the opportunity to have this funding for their child. I mean, being the person who has the opportunity to work with them and say, you know, here's your scholarship. We also give a higher scholarship for a special needs child. That's extremely meaningful to those low-income families to know that they have a choice and can make a choice and can have funds for their child to go to school. I mean, education, you know, we learned during COVID really how important education was to people. We surveyed our families and they put the education of their children, it was like rent and food and education. That was how they prioritized um, their children and their education. So I'm, I'm really lucky to get to work with families who this is one of their top priorities.
1: So if I, if I try to describe the program in a sense of where the various um, students spend the money or, or what kind of educational choices they make, I think what you said was that during COVID, something like about one out of three uh, was uh, taking advantage of a homeschool situation. But if you think about it more broadly, where do does, where does some of the other uh, students spend their money and what, what are some of the other choices? And
0: I mean, there. Uh, well, I know you have a focus on um, Newport where you've done some community revitalization. Newport Sunshine Initiative. I'm going to just take a minute and look at that (laughs) geographic area on my sheet here. Because yeah, I mean, this current year, there's 626 kids in 60 schools. And so in your Newport area, you know, it's, for example, I can see here that we've got uh, Mount, um, Mount Royal Academy in Sunapee. Yes. We have a Newport Montessori School
1: wonderful school. There
0: is a school in Claremont, Claremont Christian Academy. There was also New England Classical Academy in Claremont. And so geographically, it is, you know, Kimball Union Academy is fairly close to there. And so it's almost at this point, Jay, everything you can think of. There's almost kids at every school that you could think of in New Hampshire.
1: Well, you know, as you describe that, um, what I something that I take away from it is that Newport is a is a town, and it's a town of six thousand people, and we have school choices or public school in Newport. But what you just described was actually an expansion of the opportunities for that for the, that student. So there's the Montessori school that you mentioned. There's the Mount Royal Academy, which is one town over. Kimball Union, which is several towns over. Claremont, uh, in an adjacent town. So all of a sudden. Um, the the menu of choices that might be most appropriate to give that child the best advantage uh, going forward and the best kind of start on an a, you know, educational foundation just expands those choices. And Isn't that fun?
0: It, and, you know, low-income people, Jay, I mean, I don't want to call you out here, but people like you and I have school choice, right? If our kids were in a jam, we would find a way to do something for them. But, but low-income people don't have that without, without us, without getting – that assistance and so it really does level the playing field so that you can eliminate those geographic boundaries or zip code or you know maybe the neighborhood you live in that shouldn't be a determiner of your lifetime success and so this program really is instrumental in you know, breaking the cycle of poverty and making it so that low income kids are really on a level playing field with everyone else.
1: Well, you know, it's it's so it's so true. In education as in so many other things, it's not one size fits all. You know, everyone right. is an We individual. know that
0: now more than ever, don't we? We know <laughs> that more than ever now. I mean, everybody needed something different during COVID and had a yeah. different challenge. And so yeah, we, we know that more than ever. You know, there's Um, I've had over the years, you know, um, some children with autism who do really well in Montessori because that's all hands-on, right? Or a child who might get distracted in a big classroom who does better in a small school where there's only 15 kids in the class and they get one-on-one attention. Mm -hmm. I mean, some kids you know, that thrive at home school because the parent can completely customize their education and choose all their classes and their individual teachers and their curriculum. So it's been so incredibly fun to be part of this success for the students.
1: And what have you seen in terms of the, what I'll call the public support or the, I would imagine that that has, as awareness has increased the, it's just going to be so fun and rewarding to have people come up to you and say, hey, my child had this choice and it made this kind of a difference in their education. Yeah, I went to a
0: cafe um, in my area where I live and I was meeting with someone to teach them about the tax credit so they could donate and the person waiting on us was one of the scholarship oh, moms
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and she she said oh, it's you you're yeah. Kate Baker and i said yeah it's me and she told me who she was and she thanked the person sitting with me who was intending to donate for their donation before they even made it and then described to the person how it impacted her child's life and so yeah that's a uh, you know, it, that was I'm uh, sure. just, I mean, you know, I, I don't want to cry all the time. I don't want to walk around in like happy tears all day, but that was one of those moments for sure.
1: So let me ask you a really tough question if I can, uh, which is, um, so everything's going really well. Is, is there any sort of challenge? Uh, what's sort of the next challenge for the program? or you see any bumps in the road down the, down the way or, or how are you thinking about the next, uh, say two, three, four, five years of the program? It
0: it really is just growing the program. Uh, I mean, the education tax credit has been in place now since 2013. And so the likelihood that the legislature would change anything about it is really low at this point. And we'll just be able to continue helping families. Um, You know, people understand how it works. They know that it's a cost savings to the state. And so I, I don't think our legislature would do anything I mean, the next challenge for us is really working on this new bill that just passed in the budget, the Education Freedom Accounts, yes. and that will be a new fun adventure. But as far as our existing Education Tax Credit Scholarship Program, I mean, we're just going to keep you know, raising money and helping as many kids as we can.
1: Well, I'd like to talk to you about the Education Freedom Accounts in a minute, but before I do, if listeners uh, in our group here want to learn more about the Children's Scholarship Fund... Where 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 can we direct them? Where, yeah, they can
0: there? go to our our website is CSF. You know the acronym for Children's Scholarship Fund. CSF New Hampshire is written out .org. They can go there if they want to learn about the tax credit that's available. There's a drop down box that says support CSF in New Hampshire, and the education tax credit information is right there. If it's a family looking for a scholarship. Um, There's an apply button, and they can go there, and all the information of how to apply for a scholarship is there also. And so, our website really is the best place to go: csfnewhampshire.org.
1: csfnewhampshire.org. That sounds phenomenal. And and now, major step forward: um, education freedom accounts. um, Just describe that, if you will, because I think that that's pretty exciting.
0: Sure. I mean, because of the pandemic, everyone started looking at this differently. All the polling showed that families. Wanted, you know, leadership everywhere to rethink education and reimagine it entirely. In addition, we also learned that parents really believe that they should have the power with the taxes that they pay to pay for the education that they know will work for their children. And more than ever in the pandemic, we watched families need opportunities, right? Families were. Maybe where a school was closed and the child had no internet and the child had no laptop or or a way to access their education. Those were real problems that caused the legislature to seriously consider this idea of an education freedom account. And what it is, is it's the small portion of funding, education funding, that comes from the state. They call it adequacy dollars. They otherwise pay these adequacy dollars to neighborhood public schools and charter schools. And what the Education Freedom Account does is make it available to the parent so that the parent can direct that funding to any education opportunity that they are interested in. So it does include public schools in a different district, non-public schools, online schools, textbooks, curriculum. School uniforms is even in there as an approved um, expense, tuition. You could buy a college course if you haven't graduated from high school. So Jay, imagine during the pandemic had this already existed.
1: Oh my gosh. For yeah. the
0: families that were at home that needed a tutor and needed a Chromebook and needed it, right? And so now this makes the, those funds available. Again, they stuck with families, 300% of the poverty line or below. So only low and moderate income families um, can get this money. But again, as we talked before, those are the people that need it, right?
1: Absolutely. so families
0: that need this money, now that funding can go to the parent in a specific directed account. It kind of looks like a health savings account. You know how you can use your health savings account only for specific purchases? This is an account like that where the family can use it for only education-related expenses. Such a a cool idea.
1: And on a a student, a per-student basis, the amount of money- the amount of money per student is, give us a sense of how much that is per student.
0: Uh, The Department of Ed tells us it's about an average of $4,600 per kid. Kind of the cool thing about this, Jay, that helps local districts too is, I don't know how much you know about education funding in New Hampshire, but most of the education funding is local. Most of it is in your town budget and comes from your local taxes. This money doesn't This is just that money from the state, from the education trust fund following the child. And so many people describe it as a savings. The Department of Ed put out a fiscal note that said this program could save the state, all of us as taxpayers, about $360 million over the next 10 years.
1: And and think about also what what it does for the educational choice. Sure, and, and for yeah. the parent and for getting the right education for the student and and just the and I think freedom is really the right word because uh, it gives too. you you know gives you freedom, yeah, yeah you're me not locked into yeah, low income
0: you know, families don't have that without some sort of help. and so doing this really again, just leveling the playing field for those families, you know, in my mind, Jay, I wondered before this, you know, it's 2021, right, in New Hampshire, in America, like shouldn't every door to every school building be open to every child? And this is at least walking towards that, right, where it makes it so someone lower, moderate income might be able to walk through the door of a building of a school they otherwise would never have access to. And so I'm so excited about that.
1: Well, I love bringing uh, the marketplace, competitive ideas, choice. Anytime you can do that, you know that you're not only helping the consumer, in this case, that's the student and the parent, but you're also keeping everybody sharp and always on their toes, giving the very best possible product you can. And that's what it's all about. It's about choice and freedom. And and, um, and education is just so darn important. Just so darn important. I totally
0: agree with you. Yeah, I totally uh, agree.
1: And so what you're doing is marvelous. I'm having
0: having a wonderful time. I really love helping the families. That really is what I was put here to do. And so the more that I can help them to find just the right educational fit for their child. I mean, these are our future leaders, right? Our future CEOs, our future employers, our future people running businesses, our future. And so for me, it's so important that Kids have these opportunities, especially, again, right, in New Hampshire, in America in 2021, where you can learn anywhere and everywhere. So yeah, we should yeah. absolutely be doing this.
1: And our future teachers as well. Yeah, our future absolutely. moms and dads, and and they'll be giving uh, this kind of choice to their, their children as well. Um, well, Kate, I got to tell you, this is such a remarkably uplifting conversation. And congratulations to, and thank you for all you're doing for our our kids here in the state. It's got to be so gratifying for you. Uh, You've been working at it for now since 2000, well, certainly since 2013 and probably even much before that. I think your heart's been (laughs) in it a long time.
0: Yeah. Thank you, Jay. Thanks so much. I, I feel really lucky to be able to help people every day. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Well, thank you for uh, sharing this time with us, and and, uh, thank you for being uh, part of our American Sunshine podcast. Uh, Thank you, Kate Baker.
0: Thanks for having me.